for the No Nonsense podcast about things that matter to you. My name's Julie Kelly and on this show we keep it raw, unfiltered and real. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Keeping It Real. Today I want to talk about the emergency alert system that we all received yesterday. Well, some of us did and some of us didn't. Now, you know, there were a lot of people in the country that chose to leave the mobile phones off and there were some that kept it on out of curiosity. I must admit, I was one that kept it on out of curiosity just to see what happened. Um, I didn't get my alert, but my partner did who was sat next to me. So afterwards I thought, well, that went a bit of a flop for what it was supposed to be. So I put a post on Facebook um, now from that post it turns out that a few people did have it, a few people didn't have it. So it doesn't seem to have covered everybody anyway. But today's podcast really isn't about that as such. Well it is, it's about mind games. But not just that, um, I wanted to look a little bit deeper into what the emergency alert system is actually about. Now. What we do know and what we've been told from the news and what's on the gov.uk website for us all to see is that the emergency alert is a government, well it's a UK government service that warns us if there's a danger to life nearby, for example, you know, a fire or floods, um, that kind of stuff. And what happens is we receive an alert on our mobile phones or tablets and then that'll be followed by a message with what we can do and how we can go about sorting this stuff out once we're aware of it. Now, what came to my mind straight away is that's all well and good. And once we've got some appropriate emergency services to deal with that, we've cracked it, haven't we? But we haven't even got that, have we? Because our emergency services, they're either striking or they've walked out of the jobs. So in an emergency, We'd be stumped, wouldn't we? We might get told what to do. We might get advised the best thing to do, you know. But most people, if they take that kind of thing seriously anyway, would be running around in circles because you'd be thinking, well, we can't get an ambulance for 45 minutes, we'll perish. And that's how it works. Now it works like that. So it didn't really make much sense to me. And the other thing that didn't really make a lot of sense was the siren. I mean, when my partner got his alert, my goodness, it was like a siren going off, the phone vibrated, and then a message came up, this is a test, you don't need to take any further action, it was something like that. So, I started to think to myself, you know, what's this really about? What is this really about? Because let's face it right i just want to kind of go back in time a little bit do you remember i can't remember the year now but there was a, a really hot summer and we had lots of numpties i'll call them who were setting fires everywhere just because they like to see the firemen rushing around now there were fires everywhere all over on the moors the yorkshire moors everywhere saddleworth moor and did we get a siren on our phone no, we didn't. We just got told on the news to be careful if we were having barbecues, not to be throwing them away when the charcoal was still lit. Then we got advised perhaps not to have them over on the moors. But did we get a siren? No, we didn't. 
And then there was, well, not just then, I don't know which followed which now, we've had that much, but we had a water shortage, if you remember, where we were advised not to be using our sprinklers for the garden because, you know, it wastes water. Did we get a siren? No, we didn't. And at one time, the where I live in the northwest of England, the rivers burst the banks. And I know they did in a lot of places. There were so many places flooded at this particular time. And I was 17 floors up, so I was quite safe. But the power went off, so we were without power for three days. We did get a generator eventually, but what happened was all the shops were closed because their electric was off as well. So there was this huge flood. Um, it's around the Rochdale area where I was living. And um, I don't know if you saw the videos, but it was like being at Blackpool Beach. Seriously, it was like the sea at Blackpool. It was that deep. Things were submerged in the water, buildings. It was horrendous. And that was because the rivers had burst the banks. Did we get an alert? Did we get a siren on our phones? No, we didn't. And then, of course, it was the scan, the scandemic, sorry, the pandemic, um, where we all had to fill them little silly bits of paper in. Do you remember with our names and phone numbers? And I, I went along with that. I filled it in and I put whatever they wanted me to put. I didn't put my own name and number. I never put my own name and number. But I did get pinged. I got a little ping every now and again telling me I'd been next to somebody who was COVID positive. How they knew that, I don't know, because I didn't give me real telephone number, so I don't know how they knew that. But they seemed to track me down by my scent, I expect. Did I get a siren on my phone? No, I didn't. So all of these things, these great big happenings, events that have happened, never had a siren on my phone. But what I do know is, and this is, you know, you can say I'm a conspiracy theorist, you can say what you want really, I am changing my tack a little bit on the way things happen in the world, I must admit. You see, back in World War II, I'm not sure about World War I, but back in World War II, how were we alerted when the Germans were going to drop bombs? How were we alerted? Think about it. We had an air raid siren. An air raid siren. And now, Everybody has mobile phones. They didn't then. Nowadays, everybody is governed by technology. I mean, there are a few people who don't have mobile phones, so I'm not blanketing people. But most people now have mobile phones. So what better way to alert people en masse in the event of war? Now, it's only something to think about. I'm not saying we're at war. I'm saying in the event of war. But what I do know is that since Brexit, and this is not a debate on whether Brexit's right or wrong, but since Brexit, there have been unrest in Northern and Southern Ireland. Because what happened with the Good Friday Agreement and peace was brought, wasn't it? That's been disturbed a little bit by Brexit because we've had all the issues with the backdrop and goods being transported through Ireland. And it's rattled a few cages, to be quite honest with you. And what seems to have happened is it's caused a lot of tensions, you know, between the two groups. So we've got the, um, the, the groups from Southern Ireland, the splinter groups, the Irish nationalist side, and we've got the loyalist groups on the British unionist side. And they're at loggerheads with each other because 
let's face it, the Southern Ireland side, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been nice for them knowing that the other side of their country has stuck with Britain and we've now left Europe. So, well, we've left the European Union. We've not left Europe, have we? Um, so there's unrest there and there have been in the news, you know, a, a couple of bombings. If you've, if you've been watching it, it's not been over the top, but there have been news headlines that a couple of bombings have happened in Ireland here and there. So things, there is unrest, there's definitely unrest. And the other thing is the way that we poke our nose into different countries. You know, we're, we're, we're at war, aren't we? Wherever there's a war, we tend to be somewhere in it. So people are not really keen on us. And since Brexit, we've become more separate on our own. And we need support. We need backup. And it's funny how we're suddenly getting these sirens. And it's the siren that really makes me think. You know, it's it could have been an alert just popping up on the phone. There's a flood in your area. Please be careful. It could have been a vibrating noise that just spoke for people who are out of here uh, for people who can't see so it you know the you know there are ways that this could have been delivered even if people are visually or other sensory impaired but no it's a siren so think about that now the other issue that i wanted to cover is the health side of things so we know that this government alert happened for some people and not for others but according to the British Heart Foundation and I'm going to put the links underneath the podcast um, you might not be able to click on the links because I'm not quite sure how to share clickable links on the Apple podcast channel but you can copy the link and paste it into your browser and you'll be able to read things that way um, but according to the British Heart Foundation how can mobile phones interfere with ICDs and pacemakers? There's a question, eh? According to the British Art Foundation, mobile phones could interfere with your pacemaker. Now, it says they could potentially interfere with your pacemaker or an ICD because they often contain magnets as well as other elements that also produce electromagnetic fields. Now, electromagnetic fields, according to the British Art Foundation, may interfere with the ability of your ICD or pacemaker to detect the electrical activity of your heart. So what that's saying is that the, the mobile phones and the frequencies that come off them could interfere with your pacemaker's ability to detect the electrical activity of your heart. Think about that. Now, Apple devices, what they've said, Apple, is that the 12 and 13, the Apple iPhone 12 and 13, there's been some news coverage about these magnets. And if you have an implanted device, you can use these phones, but you may need to be more cautious. Apple's advice is that these products, including the MagSafe accessories, should be kept 15 centimeters, that's six inches away from an implanted device or 30 centimetres, that's 12 inches away, when the phone's charging. And it seems that other manufacturers have issued similar guidance about their mobile phones. Were you told that when the government decided they were going to do this emergency alert siren en masse? You see, some people will have been sat in the pub having a pint yesterday, or they might have been 
having dinner together at their house or they might have been at some other gathering. If you have a pacemaker and everybody's mobile phone went off at the same time, you could have been at risk, according to the British Heart Foundation and according to Apple. But were you told that? Maybe you were told that. Maybe there was a warning on the government website that alerted you. I never saw it. I haven't got a pacemaker, but I never saw it. Maybe there was. But if there wasn't, you need to be thinking about the way you are given information. So, it's given us food for thought, hasn't it, this podcast? Well, we're almost coming to the end of it now, but what I want you to think about is this. Given the history of all the events that we've had, we've had the pandemic, we've had floods, we've had forest fires, we've had all that kind of stuff. And never once have we had a siren alerted us. We did have sirens alerting us when there was going to be an air raid because we didn't have technology then. Think about the word siren. So the question I want to leave you with today is what is the emergency alert system actually about? Is it to simply alert us when an event happens or is it something more? My name's Julie Kelly. You've been listening to Keeping It Real the podcast that talks about real issues that matter to you. And as you know, on this show, we keep it raw, uncensored and real. Thanks for listening. Please like, share and leave your feedback on this podcast. I really like to hear what you think about the podcast. And I I love to hear what you'd like to hear more podcasts about as well. Importantly, please, if you can, subscribe to my channel over on Apple Podcasts. But for now, I'm leaving it there. I'll be back again next week with another topic on keeping it real. Bye now.